Boom, shakalaka boom. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It is a fa-fo Friday. I'm even wearing the shirt here in the studio so I don't forget. There's a mirror sort of right across from me. And uh, every time I think about it, every time I look at myself, it reminds me. If you fa, there will always be foe. Uh, words to live by. Words to live by. Hey, guys, speaking of uh, my FAFO shirts, you've got till Monday to get your order in for your Kelly Green St. Patty's Day shirt. We're going to we're going to pull we're going to cut the pre-sale off a little early so because it's done very well. And I just want to make sure we get them to you in time. All that good stuff. If you want a Kelly Green FAFO shirt for the parade. Whether it's Jackson or one of the other ones in the Southeast or anywhere else in America, for that matter, wherever you're listening. Uh, these will be a bit of a collector's edition shirt uh, in whatever sense. Uh, a mediocre radio host in Jackson, Mississippi can create a collector's edition <laughs> shirt. Anyway, get them now. BuyFAFO.com. BuyFAFO.com. And, of course, the dark gray, the heather gray, whatever it's called, shirt is available too. And one little caveat, anybody that buys a shirt between now and and next Friday is getting qualified. We got two pairs of tickets to give away. Front row, well, pit tickets. How close you get to the stage is going to be on you. But there ain't a. I've I've sat in the pit ticket area for Chris Stapleton at uh the Brandon Amphitheater. It's the best seats in the house. Anyway, we've got those tickets available for Oliver Anthony. I bought two tickets. I bought four tickets for me, for us, and another couple to go. And nobody can go. <laughs> so we made other plans. Anyway, I digress. If you want a chance to win those tickets? Buy a shirt at fa buy fafo.com. You'll automatically be entered. You get an extra an extra entry for every t- shirt you buy. All right. It's, uh, I got Sean Yurkaran here in the studio with me. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. You know, it just made me think um, about selling things for the parade. I, I told you about my Stokes hat that I made years yeah. ago and sold them. And, and actually, I went through different um, brands of trucker hats and, and made them, but now this year I got a new idea though. I mean, can we make like shirts for like the city council? Like drink till the city council makes or drink like you're on the city council. I think that or, would be good. Or I was gonna clean my room. Yeah, that's I was gonna, I've already I been singing gonna, in my head. I was gonna cancel the city, but I got high. <laughs> that's but I got high. I was hoping we could play the, that intro music, but you guys get dinged for it. So. Well, you know, I told you Afro Man lived with me for a little while. Did he? I didn't yeah. know that. Yep, there's a picture of me, him and my girls in my kitchen. And I was like, portrait of the American family. They were young. <laughs> That's great. And this was at the, this was right at, right, right off the peak of, uh, because I got high being the number one song in the world. Oh, not, yeah. not just in America, number one song in the world. That was 2001 ish, right? Yeah. Around that time. Yep. I remember because he would, he was always popping up at different places around town. I saw him at the dock before, and I even ran into him. Remember old Music Aquarium and Banner Hall? He even showed up there one night and just started singing because I got high. So, when I heard this story, that obviously I think everybody was our age or whatever probably remembers that song, and that's the first thing that came across my head. Yeah, hey, I, I'm gonna before we jump into that, I want to yeah. do something. I want to read something funny. I've been yeah. wanting to do it for a couple of days. So, I right, say, so, you know, we did this AI thing like uh, Monday, right? Yeah, and we talked about how woke AI, and we kind of played a little game. Or was it Friday? I mean, last Friday, free for all Friday, yeah, yeah. FAFO Friday. So, gr- there's one on. Everything, every uh, proprietary app now has its own uh, AI. Okay. Or, yeah, or pretty so. much like Facebook's got it now, right? Everybody yeah, has. it's Snapchat. Uh, now X does, which is Elon's. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the freedom, free, freedom of speech app. 
You know what I mean? Free speech. It's 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 not woke censored. It's not wokeified. Yeah. It's even got a fun mode. Now you have to be a you have to be one of like a blue check mark person. Like you basically got to pay to use it, which I pay for the blue check mark and for all the other stuff that comes with that. Mm-hmm. I'm a loser. I know. Uh, I'd like to feel important. Um, you know what it is, honestly. Why I do why I do the blue check mark? Because if you're if you're swinging up in a fight, yeah, with uh, more famous people that have blue check marks, they can see your comments oh, and okay. their replies. Like they get a notification that another verified member messaged or you know whatever mm-hmm. you know commented, and they they'll, they'll tend to I look at it because that. yeah point. because their egos are out of control. And they're like, oh, what, another famous person said something to me. And then it's just little old uh, mediocre radio host here in Jackson, Mississippi, swinging up at them. But anyway, I say all that to say this. Uh, there, it's called Grok, G-R-O-K is the name of their AI. Grok, Grok, I don't know how many different ways you can pronounce it. But it has a fun mode. And it'll, it'll roast you. Okay. It's like roast yourself based on your previous... Uh, tweets. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So let's read mine real All right, quick. Yeah. Um, we talk about talk about uh, feeling attacked. Yeah. The AI. The I AI, mean, like the AI is a hater. My man, look, I I almost just said I'm going to delete my social media presence if this is what the, the culmination of my tweets sound like. But um, here we go. It says, "Well, well, well," and it even stole one of my one of my taglines, hmm. one of my catchphrases. Well. Well, well, if it isn't Save Jackson, the self-proclaimed savior of Jackson, Mississippi. Let's take a look at your post, shall we? First off, you seem to have a strange obsession with the city's past and present, and not in a good way. It's like you're constantly uh, comparing Jackson to a dumpster fire, and then trying to convince everyone that you're the one with the extinguisher. Newsflash, buddy. Nobody's buying it. Did Kingfish write this? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Um, yeah. So nobody's buying it. This is a, speaking of buying, it seems like you got a lot of time on your hands to ride around in your Save Jackson mobile and play Vigilante on the 4th of July. Here's, here's a thought. Why not spend that time actually doing something productive like volunteering or, I don't know, getting a real job? <laughs> oh! Oh! And it says, and let's not forget your charming views on the people of Jackson. You seem to think that everyone in the city is either shooting fireworks illegally or running around naked. <laughs> and you've never compared it to a dumpster fire because it's more, a dumpster fire is better managed. It is. I mean, so no, it's, it's, that's you true. can contain a dumpster fire. Yeah, this is a forest fire, and only you can prevent them. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it says, uh, uh, apparently I think everybody's shooting fireworks and running around naked. Maybe you should consider getting out of your ivory tower and actually interacting with the people you're supposedly trying to save. Anyways, the finishing up it says all in. Save Jackson, you're a walking, talking example of what happens when someone has too much time on their hands and not enough sense to know what to do with it. Keep posting those cringeworthy videos and pictures though. They're always good for a laugh. That's hilarious. It is it is, that is great. really funny. <laughs> it is great. I shared it on Facebook the other day. I was like and I forgot to put the edit in there that it was fun mode and it's, yeah. it, it kinda it will do that to you. And then the what's funny is hold on, I'm gonna do the I'm going to read y'all the regular one, like the non-hater one. And y'all bear with it's Friday, man. We're going to have a little fun. Let's see. Where did the... All right, here's the regular one. It says, this is way more accurate. Clay Edwards is a prominent figure in the political world. Known for his strong opinions and vocal presence on social media platforms, 
he has been vocal. He has been a vocal critic of President Joe Biden and his administration, often using X to express his views and engage in political discussion. Edwards has been particularly critical of the Biden administration's handling of various issues, including economy, foreign policy, and social justice. He has also been a strong supporter of former President Donald Trump, frequently praising his politics and actions while in office. Yeah, yeah. In addition to his political commentary, Edwards has also been involved in various political campaigns and events. He has been very vocal. He's been a very vocal advocate for conservative causes and has worked to support candidates who share his views. Overall, Clay Edwards is an influential figure in the political world, known for his strong opinion, strong opinions and willingness to engage in political discourse. Oh, that's the nicest way I've ever heard your uh, your tweets or your Facebook posts be put. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like so you funny. went to charm school or something. I, know, so know. Like, I paid him five dollars to write something nice about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're a if you're a verified member of Twitter, whatever the the, the top tier one is, there's an AI that's not woke out there. I recommend using them. That's so. <laughs> if you're paying it for it, use it. And I, I had a little fun with it over the week. And look, I mean, a little secret, little secret here into the advertising world. A lot of us use AI, even Chat GPT, to write our ads, yeah. and then we go back and we tweak them. You mm-hmm. know, but like sometimes you get that little creative bump. You know, it's like, all right, AI, write me a, write me a, uh, an ad for this. Sure. Right, we wrote one for your law firm, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. We yep. did. Yeah, it yep. works pretty well. Yeah, and we're going. Uh, we're going to just heads up. We're going to be promoting Sean's law firm in my podcast. So if uh, you're going to start hearing that today or yeah. Monday at the latest. So thank you. AI. We're going to we're going to record it today. All right, <laughs> All look, right. let's do this. We we kind of BS for a minute. Yeah, I want to start this next topic fresh. Okay. Let's take our break now, and when we come back, we're jumping straight into Angelique Lee, Jackson City Council person, getting a, a <laughs> rare. Very rarely do you hear about. DUI others. Sure. Like, so she that's a marijuana. She, she got a DUI because she was high. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, is anybody on the city council actually sober <laughs> or normal? And I, I don't think the answer is yes on any level. We're going to get back to that with Sean. But real quick, before we take our break, this segment is brought to you by the pizzas over at Acme. Pizza and daiquiris. Get out there tonight for a great time, great food, good drinks. Hey, here's the deal. Are you antisocial? You don't you, you want you want the daiquiris and you want the pizza, but you don't want the people. No problem. Their daiquiris are available to go or delivery. That's right. As far as I know, the only restaurant in Central Mississippi that offers frozen daiquiris to go. And look, these aren't these aren't those malt liquor daiquiris from the gas stations. These are the real deal. Don't ask me how he does it, but he does. That's Chip Matthews right over there at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's located at Fan and Mart on the Res. They're open daily from 4 p.m. to midnight. And tomorrow night, they've got another throwback DJ night, no cover charge, from 9 p.m. till close. And close is usually around midnight. So get out there, enjoy yourselves this weekend. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Again, available delivery, carry out, or dine in. We'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, I talked about them earlier in the week, and I want to remind you to get over to Southeastern Power Sports right there on Highway 51 North in Madison. If you pass Yandale Road, they're just a short distance on down on the right. You can't miss them. Here's the deal. 
<clears throat> they sell pre-owned ATVs, side-by-sides, all that good stuff. Obviously, they work on them. Uh, you need a tune-up, they got you taken care of, oil changes, any of the aforementioned stuff, they're going to get you taken care of there. Also, you need some accessories. Well, you're in luck. They do that too. How about some programmers? Wheels, tires, winches, bumpers, windshields, lift kits, audio systems for your ATV, and more. Get over there and see Joe McNamee and the team today. Southeastern Power Sports. Hey, here looks a little pro tip here. If you need your if you need your ATV or side by side back working sooner rather than later, go on and get your name on the list because there's usually a wait because they are the best at what they do, and people are willing to wait to get them to work on it and do it right. And here's the thing too I know about Joe: if you come in and it ain't worth fixing, he's going to tell you this ain't worth fixing. Now, if you still choose to fix it, you know they're going to fix it. It's going to be done right. But, you know, kind of like buying a car for $3,000 and putting a $5,000 set of rims on it, if it don't make sense, it don't make sense. So you're going to get somebody who's going to be honest with you is the moral of my story. He, you know, he ain't going to try to take your money because he needs he needs that. It ain't, it ain't worth it. You know, that's good business is what I'm getting at. People that do good business. So it's veteran-owned, and uh, Joe's also a retired law enforcement, old South Jackson boy. So, you know, I'm going to throw my support that direction. That is Southeastern Power Sports. If you can tear it up, they can fix it. <laughs> All right, Sean Yurkaram. Hey, before we go any further, before we hit Angelique Lee, Sean, I haven't got to watch it yet, but congratulations on your Hulu episode of Death in the Dorms coming out. Yep, thank you. Thank and you. T- tell people how they can watch it. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's called Death in the Dorms Season 2. It's about the uh, murder of uh, Latasha Norman, who was a student of – at Jackson State University back in 2007, so I guess what now 17 years ago. Yeah, God, I'm getting older here, but uh, <laughs> it feels like it was yesterday. And uh, and about you know what happened with her, she was you know kidnapped by her boyfriend and um, killed and thrown in the truck of his car. She was shown to be missing for weeks. That was a the when it was really highly publicized at the time. It was because she was missing. It became national news. And and what he did was he killed her and he put her in the truck of the car. And he went around and drove around with his other girlfriend and ate dinner around town. I think I remember the last place being somewhere on Lakeland Drive. And eventually um, they discovered her body over there off of County Line Road. So it's great. It's great. I really appreciate They did a good job. They they portray Jackson State really well and, and the city. And, and if, if you watch, her dad's the star of the show, as he should be. Actually, after I watched it, I called him in and talked to him about a decade. And we talked for about an hour. And it was really great conversation um, talking to him and just, just about all the stuff. Now he's a victim's rights advocate. And he does for domestic violence, you know, how that's kind of become his life's work after his daughter was killed. And, and he was her stepfather, actually, which yeah. was really interesting. And, you know, he um, he's really, you know, he's, he's kept it on. But it was it was good talking to him. And he was really happy about it. So that made me happy about it. And it was great. So everybody watch it. Cool. Well, yeah. If you got Hulu and you got some downtime this weekend, dive off into Death in the Dorms. It's season two on Hulu. and see our very own Sean Yerkron. I don't know if he had blue hair in that one or not. <laughs> no, just a, just a sport coat and some glasses, man, for <laughs> the law professor thing. Right, well, congratulations, Sean. Thank so, you. You know, a career's worth the hard work. You know, you, know, you get to you get to monetize your history sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. they didn't pay me for that. They did fly me to L.A. and put me in the airport hotel, though, right? Well, well when I say monetize, yeah. I mean, it's just the, all of it. You yeah. Know, like what we do here. All it right, was so, great. Good stuff there. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Let's see here. Let's jump into Angelique. Lee, the city of count, the city of council, the Jackson City Council uh, vice president Angelique Lee decided not to uh, let the vi- the president's DUI uh, be the only black eye 
on the city council, which ironically, I think it actually happened the other way around. Mm-hmm. He, he he got his last, but we knew about his first. Wasn't that his second DUI or was it just his first? I thought I can't I'm, remember. I'm not 100 percent sure. And look, I want to. There's very few people in Jackson government that I like. I actually like Aaron Banks. I did too. He was on he was on our side on the garbage dispute, yeah. if I remember correctly too. Yeah. So yeah, I thought like, I thought he did a good job. Right, he's always been nice to me. Um, so I don't necessarily like talking about people that I like, but hey, you got to put your big boy pants on and come to work and do that sometimes. Yeah, Angelique Lee, do not know her. I know who she is. Mm-hmm. The the rumors were always when she was running that she did did in fact not live in Jackson for the appropriate amount of time to even be running. Right, that she had voted, I think, in Madison County. Whatever that window is mm-hmm. I that, that, yeah. that would have disqualified her from being able to run for something in Jackson. But, hey, people of Jackson don't care. They get mad at me, Sean, for not living here and talking about Jackson. But they also will run out and vote for somebody who doesn't live here I would just, to, was to conf- run them. I'm sorry to interrupt. It was Kingfish confirmed for me it was his second. Mr. Aaron Banks' second. It was second? Yeah. Good. Good. So, well, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Okay. June 16th, early in the morning. You know, so after midnight, she had left a black politician event. Guys, it's like 37 words, the name of the event. It's got black in it, so I'm just giving you the the Cliff Notes version. She had left an event in Jackson. I can't only have to say allegedly, really, because she got charged. And she uh, she took, you know, she took her plea. She was high and driving. She um, She's going down up 55 North in Madison. A Madison City cop gets behind her on 55 and says the smell of weed coming out of her vehicle was so strong that he could smell it in the car behind her. And look, I know that sounds ridiculous, but we, were, me and Allison were coming back from the coast the other day, and it was the same thing. We could smell weed driving down the road. Yeah. And neither one of us smoke. I mean, I ain't, I ain't mad at anybody that does, but here's the thing. Well, we'll, we'll get to the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's finish this. So she gets pulled over. Um. She takes the field sobriety test. I originally thought she had de- de- uh, re- declined, but she took multiple field sobriety tests, mm-hmm. and according to the report, missed her nose on the nose to yeah on the finger to nose thing. And I can, I've done mine. I've hit my nose ten times since I started saying this. Mm-hmm. My depth perception is all messed up, so you got to really be, you know, high as high as a kite to to uh, not be able to touch your nose, right? And then. And then some video comes out. I would play it, but it's, the audio on it's not good enough for radio. But in her booking, she was very concerned about who was going to find out about this. Who was going to find out? So anyway, she gets this. And you know, Sean, you, you noticed some, like she, it's, it's like she tried to blame it on the other black politicians at the event she was at. Yeah, that's the way I read it. it was like, and that's why I think I texted you. It reminded me of uh, Bill Clinton. You know, like I smoked it, but I didn't inhale. That's kind of the way I got it because she says here, and I just read her statement. It was a ca- I'll just take a portion of it, a cautionary tale for others as we matriculate through the legalization of medical marijuana that the odor will carry on your person, clothes, and vehicle, and you too can easily be charged with DUI other. So that indicates to me she's implicitly saying other people were getting high and she wasn't and just got on her, like, you know, secondhand or whatever it is. Like, that's why she, you know, when you're around a bunch of people smoking dope, you, you smell like it too. You know, not that I okay. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie about that, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're around people smoke dope. You, you get the dope smell on you. That's just what yeah. It is. it is what it is. But she was definitely insinuating that other people around her were getting high. Yeah. Um. Here's here's something she said. Or to that point, 
she said something in there that really grinds my gears. Okay. She said, as we, as we matriculate through the legalization of medical marijuana, no, 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 no. We, medical marijuana, you, uh, adult use or recreational, whatever you want to call it, could be legal right now. Medical is legal. Mm-hmm. And I heard she has since got her medical marijuana card. But again, neither here nor there. Beer and liquor are legal. Pain pills, Xanax, Adderall, all medically legal. The only one I would suggest you being able to drive on would probably be Adderall, maybe pain pills, depending on your tolerance. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying I've done it. But marijuana, it's a, it would still be a DUI, I guess is my point. Yeah. Regardless of how you um, got the, 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 the marijuana, if you consumed it and then drove and – Clearly, from the smell in the car and from the paraphernalia found, it's easy to assume that she was smoking while driving, especially if the cops smelled marijuana. And, you know, I, I really had to wonder, did she eat it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I based, mean on, based on the cop's statement about the, the smell of it on her breath yeah, and, and stuff and the fact there was an empty pill bottle. That she probably, like a lot of people keep their, their buds in a pill bottle. Sure. You know, she had a couple empty baggies. Um did she eat it? And because if you could smell, if he could smell it driving down the road, it, you have to assume right that it's burning somewhere. That's what I would have thought. He, she was smoking in the car, but I, it didn't, he didn't say, or at least I didn't read where he said smoke came out of her car when she opened the window, and maybe she had the window down anyway yeah. while she was driving. Obviously, it, she probably did because how he smelled it. Yeah, and he searched the car and didn't find it. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is, uh, being a previous idiot yep. in, in, a, in a past life. That he was probably riding on the road smoking. Sure. And did not realize what had happened was, Sean. She, she effed around and found out that, <laughs> that uh, Jackson, I'm sorry, that Madison is in fact not Hines County. Yeah. And when you cross under that bridge right there at County Line Road, the shenanigans stop. Well, I mean, didn't she, there's, did she live there one time? So I assume she probably knew that. Or you, you still, I mean, I don't know if she still lives there, but apparently she did. That was the dispute because she I mean, voted there. If you voted there, I assume she'd live there at one point. Yeah, I mean, look, you live anywhere in the Tri-County area. You know. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're riding dirty. You know that where, where, you, where you can get away with it, most likely, mm-hmm. and where you can't. Yeah, I mean, and she, um, this is also a cautionary tale of why you should take edibles instead of smoke it. Because yeah. <laughs> nobody would have spelled it. But, yeah, I mean, so you, you explain that she's, there's a difference between a DUI other and a, and, a, and a regular DUI where it's based on your BAC, your blood alcohol concentration. So this is a DUI other because we don't have a, we don't have a test like out at the scene. Like here we got a portable test for alcohol that's not admissible in court, but it's how they get probable cause. But the, um, the, the, when you're smoking pot, they have to use, they would have to actually go, you'd have to go take like a blood test. Well, they can't do that at the scene, and they rarely do that for a DUI misdemeanor anyway. So they do what's a DUI other called a common law DUI. It's based on smell, you know, things they observe, all that kind of stuff. So that's what happened to her here, where um, she was charged with that, that offense, not. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't just everybody listening. It's not like they don't have any evidence of drinking or anything to that effect. It's that there's just, you know, evidence or. That she had used marijuana, but no chemical evidence yeah. either that she had. And then she failed the field sobriety test. Right. Because there seems to be some question on if the – why does there not video of that? Yeah, but that's it, what it's all. But you made, up a, you made a great point. Uh, somebody on Twitter had was kind of making a deal out about that. You're like, well, she should have refused the DUI. 
Yeah, I mean, she could she could have pled not guilty. She pled guilty. I mean, it's a good deal. She got non adjudication. Which, by the way, that was another thing we were talking about. It's not like she didn't get special treatment, so I don't think anybody needs to see that. That's the no. law on a DUI one. You you can be non adjudicated. It's one of the options there yeah. that they didn't pass that. It used to be you could never do that, but prior to like twenty fifteen, and, and they changed also the law. you you have to have done the field sobriety test to qualify for that, right? No, um, you can. You it, it's blow. better if you. Well, it's e- okay. It's easier to get done if you blow. You can on a refusal. You can still be under the statute getting unadjudicated. Okay, on the, you can. But the judges would prefer, in my experience, that you have you participate in those things. Yeah, because it's you know they don't have to not adjudicate you. Yeah, they, it's an option. It shows so, you took ownership. Yeah, there's a lot. It's just just in real life, real yeah. talk. It's better that it's you being a. A jerk, you know what I mean? Like that, it's easier for that. Like this is a responsible person; they took the test. Now, the, what you're talking about with the refusal is there's what's called the implied consent law. So, if you get pulled over and they're asking you to take the the what's called the intoxilizer eight thousand, that's the test at the station, not on the, not the portable that you see with everybody. The portable is not admissible in court. The it's intoxilizer. Now, when they the officer will ask you, do you want to take the intoxilizer? And if you say no then you have an automatic 90-day suspension of your driver's license that comes from the Department of Public Safety. But that's that's separate from any charges you face in the actual DUI. That's a separate thing. It's just the, the, the refusal is just an administrative thing from DPS. Gotcha. So that's where that kind of comes into play there. Well, so I, I want to – heck with it. We'll run over a little bit. Yep. So in her defense – because uh, look again, I don't know Angelique Lee. I don't want to come across like I'm just personally clubbing her upside the head here. But she made a stupid mistake. Here's what, and, and here's why I do have a little sympathy for her. She lost her job over this, mm-hmm. and I not not on city council, obviously. You know, I mean, I, that's not a requirement there. Yeah, like like she 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 had a contract as a state worker type thing, mm-hmm. and she went to them, and she told them immediately what happened. Okay. You know, jumped in front of it. She was very responsible on that end, and I give her credit for that. Yeah, um, she lost her job, and then she was allegedly blackmailed by Aaron Banks and by the Chakway side. That's the good part of the story. <laughs> and and I think we're going to unpack that on the other side of this break here about both sides, and this is going on during the garbage dispute, trying to get her vote by threatening to release. This information, allegedly. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey guys, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. They're going to be up in town next Friday. So get your orders in now for the grass fed difference. 100% grass fed. 100% grass finished, MRNA, antibiotic, steroid free, Mississippi raised beef. You can get everything from one pound of hamburger meat all the way up to a whole cow. So go to stoningtonfarm.com today and experience the grass fed difference. They've sold out the last couple of times they've been up here. They also have a ground beef special again this month. Check it out on the website, Stonington. With two ends, stoningtonfarm.com. And also, real quick, reliable rental equipment. They've got their special going. It is rent a dumpster for a month and you will get a free dump 
if you've ever had to rent a dumpster for an extended amount of time, you know how expensive an extra dump can be, so you get a free one. Also, rent any piece of dirt equipment for two weeks, and you're going to get 10% off. That's right here at locally owned, reliable rental equipment located right there at Meadowbrook Road and North State Street. You can check them out online for all of your equipment rental needs from lawnmowers and golf carts all the way up to the biggest tractors available. They got all of it, backhoes, bulldozers, everything, boom, lifts, <clears throat> generators, the whole nine yards, uh, reliable rental equipment, ms.com. All right, Sean, mm-hmm. let's pick up there. I do want to say there was one other little quote real quick. Sure. In, the, in Lee's apology, she says, we're talking about uh, city council person Angelique Lee. She's the vice president of the city council. She got a marijuana DUI back in June, but it's just now uh, being released, so it is a news story. It says, Lee apologized for the incident, saying it has not hindered her office's work for the city of Jackson and that she will continue to work for the people. Well, you know, Sean, I do 100% believe her here. When you have done nothing, it is easy to continue doing just that. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I would love to know. What in what in in fact that she has done for the city of Jackson, and I'm not picking on just her. This is for the entire council. Sure. Uh, the red lights don't work. the The flags in front of Thalgamara are only replaced because I called them out on Facebook, and they still basically said, "Don't believe your lying eyes." They've never needed replaced. Mm-hmm. Potholes, dead bodies piled up in the street, bombs at every red light. The water is only working because Ted Hennepin is a man amongst boys. Mm-hmm. And and the garbage did not work for a month, and it's about to hit that problem again yeah, if they don't few weeks, if they don't figure something out. Yeah. So uh, so yes, uh, Angelique, I do in fact believe that you um your your this did not hinder your ability to work for the people of Jackson. And I think she was voting with Chokeway during that garbage debacle, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yeah, I, I believe so too. And now she's not on Team Chokeway. Okay, she's against right Chokeway. Now. Yeah. That, that's what I was told. All right, so the, there's a text message floating around, a screenshot of a text message. I, look, if I throw allegedly out here, good bitch, because I have to trust my sources on this, and I have not seen with my own eyes. But I wouldn't be talking about this if I didn't have a lot of faith in the person that told me. There's a, check, uh, a screenshot of a text from Aaron Banks, city council president, to her blackmailing her basically and and not trying to get any not trying to get any fanny per se but basically telling her it would be a shame if this uh if this got public you know insinuating that she you know needed to vote the way he needed her to vote Mm -hmm. on the garbage thing and then uh, dr amari chakway's uh handler she's the jill biden to joe biden She, she she plays that role for chakway uh, she, she's one of his handlers, and she also doesn't live in Jackson, which, you know, that's fine. Neither do I. But I just like to throw it out there for everybody that likes to remind me that I don't. Well, your, your leaders don't either. Very questionable if Chalkway does. But That's what he was doing on that zip line the other day. He was getting out. Yeah, I, I would too. Somebody said it was a moving target. <laughs> Is he wearing his bulletproof vest? So so then uh, Dr. Amari, if you all remember, there's a there was a press conference going on, and she says something to the extent about people in glass houses. Mm. And then she allegedly sent a text to to Angelique Lee, also letting her know that they knew about this whole incident because at this time she's trying to keep this hidden. Yeah, she doesn't want people to know that she got this DUI. 
And there's mm-hmm. there's so long story short, she didn't play ball with Aaron. He 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 let some people know that hey, this happened. Let media know. Mm-hmm. So it gets leaked to Anthony Warren over at WLBT. So Aaron leaked it. Is what the word is Aaron yeah. leaked it? Okay. I, well, I mean, I know who he. I know who he leaked it to and then how it got there, but we'll just, I'll leave them out of this for the sake of not dragging anybody else into it. But, but yeah, so that's where we're at. So it was almost like double blackmail. So for her, she's probably better off with all this coming out. And frankly, I could make an argument for, for it should have just come out to begin with. Well, it obviously should have just come out to begin with. But now you can do your job and who really cares? Like one, one local person reached out to her uh, and offered damage control. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Damage control. She got high. I mean, it sucks. It's a bad look. But do the constituents of Jackson is 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 that high on their list of things to upset them? That was what I was just thinking. Uh, same thing. Would anybody really cared? Consider look. Let's look at all the stuff that that these folks on city council have done, and, and all the all the all the crazy stuff that goes on. I mean, there's all these allegations about Chokeway and his dealings. Aaron Banks gets. Now, I guess two DUIs are confirmed. If it come out, Angelique Lee was smoking some dope and got in her car. Not a single person would have cared. Especially in but War Two. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it just, I mean, if it was my council person that did it, I, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, it happens. They got high and you know, got pulled over, whatever. But I mean, it would have, it wouldn't I don't think it would have been a big deal had she had that come out at all, especially in Jackson. All the other stuff, they were like, okay, she probably needs to get high, you yeah, know, working and, on the council. And I, I don't want to downplay driving under the influence. I, I really don't. But if you had to pick which one is worse, somebody driving after drinking or somebody driving after smoking, I'm going to take driving after drinking as being the worst. Oh, yeah. A worse offense. It's way harder. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but I mean, yeah. yeah. It's no, way, no. Yeah. I mean, just, just being honest, it's harder to, you know, drink and drive than When I used song. to get high and ride around, it was like one of my favorite things to do. I was laser focused. Yeah. Oh, you are. I mean, yeah. laser focus on, on it. So. Again, I don't don't do it. I'm just saying, y'all know I used to be a screw up, and when I was that on that version of of Clay the screw up, I love to get high and ride around, but I do not encourage anybody to do that. No, it's a bad thing. Get high and take an Uber. That's yeah. fine. If I but in that nowadays, I just don't. It's just it's just a train wreck down there at City Council. I, I guess what I'm getting at, Sean. Yeah, it's just yeah. one more thing. That's a- And look guys, I get everybody. Y'all are texting, brother. I appreciate y'all. The Guns of Gear text line is 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. And look, just for the sake of uh, the blackmail, for the lack of a better word, I'm saying blackmail. Yeah. They were trying to entice her to vote on their side of this garbage thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And dangling that carrot of keeping her dirty secret secret. She should have just come out there with it and just got pissy and be like, I'm just going to get a do a press conference and admit to it. And then nobody, like we just said, would have cared. I don't think anybody really cares now, to be honest with you. I don't think, I think it's fun to talk about, it, you know, with the video and her statement. I think her statement actually made it worse. Like, I, I, remember put, I, thought, I thought the statement was horrible. Like, otherwise, I, when I just. <laughs> Saul, you sent me the article, and I didn't read the statement, and then I turned on WLBT at the office, and CJ read the statement, and I was like, okay, now this is worse. Because you sound like when Bill Clinton you know, said, I, I smoked, but I didn't inhale, and this mm-hmm. just is, we all know that's ridiculous. That, that's not what happened. That's what makes it – when you're saying that it's, it's because of the legalization of marijuana and it could get on your clothes, this is a cautionary tale. Come on. I mean, just say, look, I smoked. I, I shouldn't have done it. Whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. Nobody yeah. cares. So, what do you guys think about? It? Let's read a few texts on the Guns of Your Text line here. It's uh, 
it has been over here melting down. <laughs> lost, Burning up. Lost Sheep says, this new weed, you definitely can smell it from traffic, even going the other way on Tulane Road. Very pugnant. Uh, back then, riding around, getting high was, was about the safest place, hiding in plain sight. I've always said hide in plain sight if you're doing something. If, if, you, if you're doing something illegal, do it in a crowd. Because uh, <laughs> when you're over there trying to hide, it looks really bad. It looks like you're doing something wrong. Go to a widespread panic concert. Nobody <laughs> will catch you. Um, unknown texter. If you want to get right down to it, it's much worse to text and drive than to smoke and drive. You know, I, I can't make an argument against that. I can't make an argument against that. Both are illegal. Yep. Um, somebody said irrelevant clay, it matters. I'm not sure the context of that. Um, Anna, no, I'm sorry, John says, ah, Jackson City government, the gift that keeps on giving, looking to chalk lines, living with his girlfriend, allegedly. Let's see. Allegedly, how about yes. yeah. No one's ever seen him. Over- yeah, right. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, unknown text to Aaron Banks. Of course, use slavery analogy. He's sad. Oh, that's from Spook. Did I, I guess I'm. Oh, did Aaron use a slavery analogy with his DUI? Uh, I think he said. I can't remember what it was. Glad to go back and look at that. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um, unknown texture here. Don't tell me he said it was racism that he was drinking. <laughs> I mean, that uh, you could, you could, should give him some kind of award if he does say that. I'll be like, man, you go, dude. Like that's some that's some serious. If you could, I mean, I think even Chokeway's like, man, I ain't even going that far. <laughs> like, yeah, that, hey, look, man, we've we've had Aaron on the show, uh, so I, I do th- think Aaron's got some sense. He's he, he, he he's good at what he does. I guess I don't know, man. I like Aaron. I liked him during the uh, but Garza Bowl because he was the only one that was making any sense. Yeah. Him and Vernon Hartley were the only ones saying, "Yeah, this is ridiculous." So yeah, I was actually kind of upset. I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna mess Aaron up when that happened." Well. All right, look, this segment was brought to you by our friends over at Martin's downtown. Guys, get over there tonight. It is ribeye steak night at Martin's. You uh, get down there, feed your whole family for an affordable price. Instead of going to a fancy steakhouse, go get just as good of a steak in a much cooler atmosphere at Martin's downtown. They'll have live entertainment, and it's uh, no cover charge to, I believe, around 9 o'clock. So get in there, enjoy that. they got the nice patio out there. Of course, they got the coolest bar in town. And there'll be live late night entertainment. Some of the best musical touring musical acts in America. They all hit Martin's downtown. Goodbye. Try the best plate lunch in all of Hines County today. I believe their special is fried chicken, and they were they were talking it up this week on their social media. So get by there, try their fried chicken today at lunch. It is Martin's downtown, JXN.com, located right there on the corner of Pearl Street and State Street. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the show. We had a really short segment here, about 30 seconds. Uh, coming back in an hour or two, we're going to wind this uh, Angelique Lee topic on down. But, hey, guys, don't get high and drive. They are giving weed DUIs now, you know, so um, be careful there. Uh, it's just it's just disappointing with City of Jackson. But it, it thank you all for the good content. Thank yeah. you all for the content. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to discuss a little Medicaid expansion and the Fannie Willis stuff should be coming to an end today. See you shortly. Boom goes the dynamite. We are back. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan here on a Fafo Friday. If you're new here, it's a fool around and find out Friday. And you don't always have to use the clean word, except when we're on the radio. <laughs> hey, this segment... 
I'm a funny guy. I laugh at my own stuff. Um, this segment brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland. I'm sorry, not Lakeland Glass. Of course, they're always, we'll tell you about them anytime you want to listen. Uh, our friends out at Guns and Gear, it's sponsor of our Guns and Gear text line. It's the weekend. You know you need to get out there to the, Luck, to the Gluckstadt location right there on Highway 51 North at Yandale Road. It's the only location. And buy yourself a new firearm. They're constantly buying unique, hard-to-find, rare items. And, of course, they've got all your 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 normal stuff as well. Go out there, get you an AR-15, get you a side piece. If you're going to be in Jackson anytime soon and you don't have neither one of these things, don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say Clay didn't warn you. So get over there to Guns and Gear today. Hey, we're, here's what's really cool. It's a one-stop shop. It's not just a retail store. Of course, they're the home of No Limit Ammo. They got all of your accessories and all of that stuff as well. They're a full retail store, but they are also a one-stop shop for all of your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs. You got a gun you hadn't shot in a couple years? Get by there, let them clean it up. I mean, hey, look, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I don't know how to take a gun apart and clean it. So I'll be using guns and gear to take my gun apart and clean it. And I know people are like, hi, Clay, how do you not know how to do that? That's a lot of things I don't know how to do, and that being one of them. So I trust the pros at guns and gear to do that kind of stuff for me. So get by there, see them today. Don't forget, they will also buy your gun too. You know, we all get in a bind sometimes. Uh, we'd rather not go to a pawn shop personally, but I'd rather go to Guns and Gear. So anyway, get by there, see them today. Home of No Limit Ammo. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. Check them out on Facebook, same thing, Guns and Gear MS. Check out their deals of the day right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. That's Guns and Gear. All right. Sean, look, I, I as we were going to the break, I said, and coming back, we're going to talk about Medicaid expansion and da 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 da. And I just, man, when I heard myself say it, I was like, that, I'm sorry, Mike, so I, was, I was like, that sounds terribly boring. So we're not going to talk about Medicaid expansion. Yeah, they'll vote on it, what, next week, I guess? The yeah. Senate will. If it, we'll, if it becomes a thing, we'll, we'll talk about it. As of right now, it doesn't look like Delbert has the votes. Yeah. So. I mean, I, we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds after that. So, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't want to hear people talk about Medicaid expansion. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stations that are. <laughs> yeah, WGOP is probably all about Medicaid expansion yeah, right now. You know, and whatever other bill in the legislature that people find interesting. What what so. I what I'd like to bring up, and this is I just thought about this real quick. Did you know that? And this kind of flew under the radar a little bit. There was a drive-by shooting in Jackson. And another innocent little girl was in her bed and got shot. I read that last night, yep. Yeah, the story yeah. came out last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even made a little video about it about 1034. I went to bed, and I was like, well, another person got shot. On Valley Street, right? Yeah, Valley. Right. And yeah. when I read Valley, I was like, man, it's it's almost child abuse to have to live on, to have, for your child to live on Valley Street. Like, yeah. like some of these roads are so dangerous in Jackson that it's almost negligence to have a child on them. I mean, I understand financial situations. I, I, I'm just saying, as dangerous as some of these areas are, it's a sin to have to raise a child in them. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of time. My old boss had a law office there on Valley Street forever. Robert Smith, he became the DA later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was dangerous back then. But it's right next to JSU, too. It's really real close there. So. It, it is. It is. So, anyway, I, just, I saw that last night. And I'm like, man, I, she didn't die, thankfully, yet. Um, so... Prayers for that little thir- thir- little thirteen year old girl was asleep in her bed, and uh, they were doing a drive by shooting a seventeen year old and a twenty seven year old out riding around together. I got some questions about that. 
Yeah, that, that was. I read that too. That, that was really they didn't name the seventeen year old, but they named the twenty seven year old. Um, you know, I, that, that, one, of the, that, one of those names with a bunch of vowels in it, something like that. Yeah, I prefer his name, Quantavius or something, something like that. It was yeah, and you know, it just reminded me of that kind of conversation I had. And I'm not gonna person's gonna remain nameless, but they were like former JPD and we're, we're good friends and talking about um, you know, what Chokwe has done to the city, and he was. He was really angry. He was a you know long time JPD officer and uh, black guy, right? Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, just saying that like the destruction of JPD is on you know Chokeway's hands and and what he said. Also, he put it this way: he's like he doesn't realize that all this blood is on his hands and all these killings and shootings just didn't have to happen. And he just because this is what happens when you have that kind of attitude. And I just really thought about you know what he was saying. I was like, God, you know, yeah, I didn't really think about like all these deaths or really could have been prevented had he. Had a different policy. Not that I mean, Jackson was still going to have. He was going to stop all the murder. I mean, you can't put all that on him. Obviously. Nobody, no, you know, nobody says that. And I don't, you know, what, like Clay. What's the number that makes you feel safer? I mean, I think fifty. Yeah, I've right. I mean, I've got a scrapbook I keep of all my days at the DA's office, and one of them was like first year there, and it was two thousand eight, and and it was the start of two thousand nine, and they said Jackson, a deadly year, and it was like eighty homicides. I yeah. have it in my house. I was looking at long not long ago, and I was like, that was like considered to be wow. I can't believe we have this many homicides, and they were higher than that. I think in the mid nineteen nineties as well. But this is just this is just you know, I mean, murderers row now. I mean, it's just kind of out of control. Yeah, and you know, and one of the things we talk about a lot here is. Uh, and a lot of these homicides, they are, uh, you know, you kind of get a two for one. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually a bad guy killing a bad guy. But then there's times that it's obviously not that. Mm-hmm. It is, and of course, nobody should be out there being their own judge, jury, and executioner either. I yeah. mean, I know we joke around about vigilante justice and this, that, and the other. And I, there's definitely a place for that. But I don't think you should necessarily just be out there killing your enemies. No. No. You know, if you catch one of your enemies, so happens to be stealing your stuff, two birds, one stone. We used to call them public improvement killings. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, I know. They're just like, you know, like like a DA's officer. I'm sure like an ER, there's a lot of just talk that happens, you know, when you're behind the scenes. And that was one of the things we're like, oh, another public improvement killing. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's funny. That's but, terrible. But, it, but it's true. I mean, look, I, w- I was at the saying out in Rankin County, uh, this cookout thing, this political function. Last year, your your four last, and some people were speaking, and they were just talking about even even at the uh, you know even in the criminal justice system, we'll call it out there that is that most of these are two for ones. Yeah, a lot of them are. I mean, like you know, you like, get one guy off the streets, and you get one guy dead. You know, that's why like uh, bring up the we're talking about the Hulu thing I did with Latasha Norman, and that's why I've, you know still called her father after all those years because it's so it's not that often. That you get a victim that's, and you know, to me, I call like a victim that was this good person. And I mean, there's lots of them out there. I'm not saying good people get killed all the time. So I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that, but it isn't the norm generally. It's generally somebody that was out gangbanging or whatever. And they were not yeah. that kind. Yeah, not that kind. But I'm you know, just, yeah, not that kind. I mean, maybe in that situation too. I guess what a way to go, right? But, um, the, uh, the uh, yeah, it's usually somebody in a bad situation, you know, dope deal gone bad or something like that. That that's the primary kind of thing where you see a lot of that stuff. So you know, there's not. I would say that's the majority of it. The uh, the good victims, you know, I'm using quotes is is not is definitely not the majority in my experience. Yeah. Uh, so and but then there is the the innocent person getting shot. Sure. You know. So it's like unfortunately that's the side effect of it is these people refuse to go do target practice. Yeah. And they shoot up a house. Man, you know, dude, it's just it goes back to like the lack of self awareness. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna leave the house 
and it's like a lack of respect for human life. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave the house. We're going to go shoot up this other house. Who in it be damned? Yeah. They don't care. I mean, it's just that's where I think we were talking about this Wednesday or something. This, the, you know, when you you got 15-year-olds that are murdering delivery drivers. It just And I remember that case. 15-year-olds? I think it was like 15 yeah. or 16. I don't know if they cover caught that guy like a year or two in Bellhaven. And they weren't – it wasn't like, you know, everybody in the neighborhood was like, oh, it was – they knew each other because everybody wants to justify it. Like it's a, it's a gang-related or whatever. But that guy's an innocent victim because he wasn't apparently involved in any of that stuff. They were just out saying, hey, I'm going to shoot somebody. And when you have that kind of attitude out there, it's hard to – I don't know how you – I don't know how you course correct that. Like when there's – with that just disregard for human life, you don't care and it's a game to you. You've got a rotten generation. Yeah. Or two of people. So. And, brother, I mean – I'm. Can I finish your your, uh, sure. your your conversation that you were talking to your buddy? Yeah. It ended with, how do you fix this? And I think his answer was, you have to kill them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they have to die. I mean, I mean there's, there, there, there's, a, there's a bad, a lot of bad seed out there. Yeah. That they're never going to be right. Mm-hmm. There's no putting your arm around them and telling them, you're special. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be okay, big guy. No. We're past that point. You should have done that when they were knee high. Yeah, that that was a different buddy of mine than the JPD guy, okay. but it was somebody else involved in law. Anyway, yes, but that is a conversation I've had with many. I mean, I'll just be honest with many people that the only way is that kind of force. Yeah. You know, shock um, and all. Yeah, it was. Um, it's just that you know. I mean, I'm not trying to say like I don't approve of you know. I know you don't about the goon squad and all that stuff we talk about, but like it's gotten so bad that they only a lot of the criminals feel like they only respect that kind of force. And I'm not advocating that everybody shoot every, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's just, I don't know. There's, I don't know what you can do to stop this. It's almost like a war situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, but I'm not advocating that that get done. It just I mean, seems like, you know, Jerry just texted on the guns of your text line. It's like, it ain't just him. It's the entire bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, usually it's not usually just a bad seed in the family. It's a it's a bad bloodline, and that's what because that's how they got to this point. Usually, yeah. I mean, it's just you got thirteen year olds having kids, not raising them. And think mm-hmm. about this: if you're thirteen and have a kid, that kid's thirteen when you're twenty six. Yeah, God bless, right? You know, and mm-hmm. then then okay, let's say that thir- the, the 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 child has a kid again at that thirteen to fifteen mm-hmm. year old range. The grandparent is just now forty. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, yeah, we've all seen that. The grandparent's forty. Oh, the parent or the, the the original kid's twenty six, and then you got a grandkid thirteen, and that is not abnormal at all in Jackson. No, and, 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 and you know, and, and, and look, this is about Jackson. We can sit here and put a caveat mm-hmm. on all this, or a little, you know, say, oh well, Clay, it happens in the rural areas too, and it happens here. It does, mm-hmm. but we talking about Jackson, and I, I'm not going to put a qualifier on this sure. every time we talk about it. There's a lot of very bad people doing really bad things in Jackson, and you folks that yeah. live in your like that thing said about me, get out of my ivory tower, uh, that AI thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of you folks live in an ivory tower, and 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 you do not understand just how bad it is in certain areas, and just how guerrilla warfare esque it, it is in parts of the city. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's. Uh, I think people, you know, I, and I, I see, hear this from people also in the suburbs, like you know, well, the sentencing that they the judges were harsher, and they're not paying attention to that. 
they're not paying attention to what goes on in the courthouse bubble, as I always call it. Yeah. I mean, I wish they were. I wish they were picking up the LBT like we do and say, oh, my God, this guy got 40 years. Which, if you look at Joe, Jody Owens' sentences, there's a lot of people that have been getting a lot of time. But I don't know that that's, that's going to make the difference to your street criminal when they're doing this kind of stuff. Like, it's it's because – the. You know they're they're not looking at that, and maybe they and that works. I think well in in Madison Rankin County for some reason, but it's a different kind of crime that's going on there. Here it's just you. They're not they they don't they don't fear any con. They're not thinking about that. They're just not thinking about that. No, all, well, all you're doing with that with the, I mean, look, I agree with it. I'm not going to argue it. I'm a, I'm a proponent of you know putting people behind in bars for an extended amount of time if the crime if the punishment sure. fits the crime, but. All you're doing is it's like you kill one thing and five more pop up. And that's exactly it. I mean, it's not – I'm not saying don't – you have somebody kill somebody, send them to jail for life. Yeah. I've done that a million times myself, not arguing against that. But it's if people think that that's the, the fix, I, I don't know that it is. You know, that's the problem. No, I mean – you know what the, the, the fix – the fix is a purge. <laughs> I know you can't say it. I, I will. You can the, say it. The, 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 yeah. fi- the fix is a purge and just let survival of the sickest – <laughs> and and who who when it's all over, who whoever, I mean the premise of that movie is really really true, mm-hmm. you know. And Hollywood is usually ahead of the curve by about twenty years on these things. Look at look at the uh, Terminator movies and what's happening now with AI. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we were talking. You know, you and I talked about this last night. What is Jackson going to be like in fifty years from now? Or is there going to you know is there going to be a, a livable city at that point? And uh, I mean, because it keeps going on this direction and then the murder rate, people get killed, 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 you know, the infrastructure problems. Like what, how does it sustain itself in that kind of environment? Because I think, and I don't even mean hyperbolic, like it, we, you and I talked last night about the Jackson 20 years ago when we were in our twenties, which was not good either. It wasn't like a great place then. It was like some Shangri-La or anything like that, but it was substantially better than what we're dealing with now. It was sustainable. Yeah, it was sustainable, you know. And, and Well, you know, here's what's going to happen, Sean. I say within... If if there's not, if something drastic doesn't happen, if you don't get a mayor with some competence yeah. in there as quick as you possibly can, like frankly, it would be best for Chalkway to come down with some type of illness and have to resign, <laughs> not yeah. make it to the reelection. But if you don't get somebody in there with some competence who can at least put a Band-Aid over the bullet wound while they get time to, to see what can be fixed, within 20 years, I don't think you're going to have a – an individual homeowner in Jackson. I think it's going to be all rental property, and it almost is anyway. I think it's, what, 70% rental property. Something like that, yeah. Right now, you're going to have to have a John that calls into this show some, mm. called in to Kim's show yesterday. Malcolm Johnson was hosting it, and he was interviewing one of the guys that's running for mayor that used to be the mayor of Edwards or Bolton or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's so weird. Like, I was the, I was, I went and got this mayoral, mayoral gig in a small town, and now I want to move back to Jackson and become the mayor of Jackson. Like, it's a, like, it's a, like you're working your way up the ladder, but... <laughs> Neither here nor there, but John called in and said that very thing, and I 100% agree with it, that if you don't get some homeowners and back in, mm-hmm. start recruiting people back into Jackson that own their property, that are property, paying property tax, and have the self-accountability to take care of their property and be a good citizen, man – it ain't no saving this joint. Yeah, you can't. You're right. That's a good. That's a great point you made. You know, um, right. If nobody has any, you got to have some investment in it. That's your investment in your community. And if you don't have that, I mean, why do you? Why do you care? If you just be transient and you can move, and you just don't care. But yeah, I'm not, and full, full transparency, I, I'm I'm a renter. You know, and I take care of my stuff. But and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just want to be fully transparent here. Mm-hmm. You can be a renter and be a good neighbor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm right. But, there, but there's still that commitment. 
to when you own something, you just take better care of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, and you just brought up, you know, with Chokeway, like he's young, he's forty, he's like around our age. Like he could conceivably be mayor for the next thirty years. I mean, could you imagine that scenario if well, that you, were to happen? You remember that scene in Armageddon where Steve Buscemi is on the asteroid and, oh, they, yeah. and he's on top of the nuke and he's like, "One of my favorite movies." Front row seat to the end of the world, ma. Yeah. That's Chalkway and Jackson. If he's mayor, past the next four years, we got to take a break sure. real quick. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, quick update on our friends over at Reliable Rental Equipment. I want to give a shout out to Steve. He was actually listening to the show this morning. Uh, update on their specials today only. Friday, March first. It's the first of the month. Fifty percent off on everything in the store on the rentals. Fifty percent off. If you guys, if you need to rent a piece of equipment. Today is the day, 50% off at Reliable Rental Equipment right there at Meadowbrook Road, North State. Check them out online, ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. I don't normally do two ad reads for somebody in one show, but when you when you got 50% off for one day, I want to make sure my folks know about it. So uh, shout out to them. Also, real quick, if you're out car shopping this weekend, get down to Mercy House Auto Center down in Brookhaven, I'm sorry, Crystal Springs, Mississippi. They specialize in stuff from ten to twenty thousand dollars. They also keep some cash cards out there too. But man, they do not last long. You can find it online, and in the time it takes you to get there, it could be gone. But hey, that's any vehicle I've learned over the years. If you're looking at it, so are other people. Buy it as soon as you can. Uh, shop them online, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. They have a they have credit availability for all credit situations from Jackson Pothole Bad. To 800 beacons they got it they got a bank for everybody so don't let your bad credit worry you as long as you got a little money down and you can prove that you work you probably are going to leave there in a car mercyhouseautocenter.com don't forget if you got a vehicle running or not sitting out in the driveway you'd like to donate get that tax get that tax uh right off they'll come tow it out of your yard uh no expense to you at all and you get the tax right off mercyhouseautocenter.com sean you're at Quran here in the studio with me this morning uh, as he is uh, most every uh, Wednesday and Friday. Sean, again, as always, man, I appreciate you coming and doing this with me. Uh, may, there's conversations I like to have that require another person. Yeah, and, man, uh, it's, been, and, and, it's always been, it's almost been a year now, you know. I yep. think we're coming in on a year and doing it. So. <laughs> it was it was last Crawford season, I remember that. It was right during the, the garbage debacle started, I think, I think that so. time. I think so. I remember it was about we were, to start again. So. I ran into some buddies of ours at the Crawfish Place, and they said, man, you haven't Sean on? It's like, <laughs> you're like, you know, I mean, he's like, He's like the left version of you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I said, well, we've been talking. I think we'll be all right. And, man, I would have had no, no clue that this would have gone. It was supposed to be a law call show. It was supposed to be a law call show, right? And nobody really like, had a whole lot of legal questions. Like, we just had so many other things we wanted to talk <laughs> about that it turned <laughs> this turned into what it's turned into. But, yeah, it was originally supposed to be a law call. And what's kind of funny is it's kind of circled into that a yeah. little bit more. Sometimes, right? It yeah, does. You know, you especially know. with you getting back into law, uh, getting back into law. Uh, Loggering, yeah, I got you know. I look like people from the listen. I guess they call me all the time now with legal questions, so which is great. Keep on calling. Yeah, look, I mean, man, as long as I know it, as long as it's not about child custody, which I don't know anything about. Yeah, but look, other man, than that, if y'all need legal advice or if you need a, if you need a legitimate lawyer, uh, please get in touch with the Yurt Quran Law Firm. I definitely uh, I, I'm using him. I guess a family using him right now for some stuff, and 
you know, if I trust, if I trust him for this particular thing, trust me, you you can too. I I feel very confident referring him over uh, to your needs. I appreciate it. appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, um, it's over in Fondren, so if anybody needs me with all the rest of the purple haired liberals, so oh yeah, look, and I and and I bring that up because you're, you're going to need a good lawyer to stay out of jail. Yeah, and you don't want to go to jail more so than ever because it is a death sentence when it's within itself. To go to jail in Mississippi. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. You know, unless you're on death row. And look, I'm not turning into a bleeding heart liberal here. I'm all about do the crime, do the time. But you sh- you should not have to be worried about, am I going to get anally raped? Or am I going to get killed? Or am I going to have to join a gang and do more things just to survive mm-hmm. if you go to jail. You you should not have to do that. I, I mean, I know you put a bunch of bad guys somewhere. There's got to be a better way than what we're doing. We need to build a new prison, or we need to get out of it altogether and use all these private prisons that we have in Mississippi. We need to do something. I know Burl Kane is trying his best, but the Department of Justice came out with a report mm-hmm. saying that three of our prisons need to close. Is that what it is? I think that's right. And that um, uh, and that the gangs run the prisons here. Yeah, I mean, what they said is just basically it's um, it's just the widespread you know, reports of uh, physical violence upon everybody, you know, on the inmates that are living, and they're not. It, what it is is the DOJ found that the state doesn't adequately supervise the incarcerated population, can't control the flow of contraband, which is you know, like cell phones, drugs, those, yeah. those kinds of things, and you know, adequ- they what they don't adequately investigate incidents of serious harm and they don't provide adequate living conditions it says the report actually says these problems are exacerbated by chronic understaffing that has allowed gangs to exert proper influence inside the prisons essentially saying the gangs run the prisons they just run the prisons because yeah. they're not staffed with enough guards and it's just it, it's not being controlled and managed properly and i know burl is currently i had a former gang member on the show a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, that had done some time in the prison and all that he was high up with simon city royals did a, did a good run in jail. And he goes, the last couple of years, as Burl's been in there, I think it's every 30, somewhere just for the sake of arguing, every 30, 30 to 90 days, they're shifting these gang folks around. Is that what they're doing? They're, yeah, they're not having time to get settled in. But clearly it's still a problem. Yeah, I mean, because Burl was um, commissioner of Angola, which is another notorious, yeah. if you've heard of that, if in Louisiana. Louisiana. It is a notoriously horrible prison um, and, and dangerous as well. Um, they have actually they have a rodeo though that I've always wanted to go to. Man, I, think I had tickets go. for it this year and ended up selling them at the last minute to Jason Odom and his wife. And shout out to them for listening. Um, and we we ended up going to the Morgan Wallen concert in Oxford instead. It's like my man card got a little snatched there. It's like I was going to go to Angola Rodeo, but ended up going to Morgan Wallen at Ole Miss. At least we went on the night there was an actual show. But hey, sometimes, sometimes you like to like to make the lady happy. Oh, I get it. I just uh, Dan Gola rodeo has just been one of those like bucket things. Yeah, bucket list things. When I started, in, you know, law enforcement and stuff, it's just everybody talks about you got to go, well, and I t- just never did. T- tickets should be on sale now because it's in April. Yeah, right. It's usually that. Well, last year it was that weekend of April twentieth or so. Something. So, uh, and they're not expensive, like twenty bucks a ticket, fifteen mm-hmm. bucks a ticket. I heard it's totally it's worth it too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right, well, yeah. rodeo aside. Yeah, sorry. It got uh, off track there. Yeah, no, I, I do it too. Look, guys, I would love to hear from you all on this. Uh, 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. 769-241-1944. And the phone line, if you want to call in, 601-879-0002. It's a complicated conversation to have, especially mm-hmm. with conservatives. Well, as a conservative, it's a complicated conversation to have with other conservatives explaining – that I think 
our prison system is screwed up. Because yeah. they're like, man, it ain't it ain't club med. They're supposed to go and they're supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But it still should not be a death sentence. And you still no. should not be put in situations where your manhood can get took or you are forced to join a gang for safety. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely true. And you know, we, we don't I mean like if the, you get four years, you need to be able to go, go serve your four years. Do you do your do your I think they should have everybody in the system as, as slave as slaves. I think everybody should be working. Mm-hmm. A prison work program or whatever. Go learn how to do something, whatever. And look, and I know there's just some bad people. Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, this, I want to make this point. I know there's some bad people in jail that aren't going to go along to get along. It ain't going to be all rainbows and butterflies. If the if you put them in a shop class to learn how to work with wood and saws, they're going to kill somebody. And that's you just go, they don't get to play the game. They get to go. We're going to have this bad people ward, and that's where they're going to be. And the rest of the people who can go along to get along and, you know, work towards rehabilitation and possibly even learning a trade so they come out into the real world with, with some type of skill set so they're not right back to breaking the law and going to jail. I always hear Democrats say we've got to stop this cycle, the cycle of poverty, yeah. right? We've got to stop this. We've got to stop this. I think this is a good way to – you're never going to stop poverty, but this is a good way to at least mitigate it. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I, you know, what I was going to say is that – Kind of to your point, there's something we used to say, you know, that we were warehousing some some waste, right? And there's some people that do certain things or, or the, you know, commit certain crimes and they continue to do so that need to be removed from society. They just do – I don't care how that sounds. They're just so bad. I prosecute several of those kinds of people. And there are certain ones – and they all the ones have always stuck in my mind through the years. You know, there's people that do certain crimes that are bad crimes but aren't this kind of violent criminal that that's at their nature, you know what I mean. There's a difference, and but there's some that are just so evil, and uh, that yes, you need to. They need to be locked up and thrown away. And, well, and just separated. like the ones we were talking about, you know, that'll go do a drive-by shooting on a on a on a house on Valley Street that shoots a 13 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Those people need to go to jail and be treated like animals. And, and they're not going to be re- rehabilitated. No. You, you, you let them out, it's, it's going to happen again, and they just you know, there's just no stopping it. They don't Those fear people, prison. They don't. Yeah, it's not, and they're going to go out and kill and, and plunge and, and you know all that stuff. So or pillage and all that stuff. But um, there is a lot of people, and I'd say it's a majority that aren't like that. That just have you know made mistakes and done get caught up in a cycle of you know criminal activity. Like whether it's I think a good example is you see people like first time drug offenses and even sale. Like somebody you know is using drugs becomes an addict and he starts selling a little dope, but then he gets hammered for ten years and goes to jail for you know portion of that time, and then he goes to these kinds of prisons where he's raped and thrown into a gang, and then his life is just in that cycle forever. Yeah. That could have been you know changed, and I think you know we have to look at like are we. What is the purposes of prisons? Like, one, punishment, of course, we know that. But also rehabilitation is supposed to be a purpose, and we don't ever – nobody – I think it's a hard thing as a politician probably to sell to the public. Like, we want to rehabilitate it. But if you really were – if the public would understand that, like, they're coming back in society. You don't want them to come back and then continue that cycle that's going to hurt everybody else. If we get, we actually cared about rehabilitation. I just don't think we do. I think we say that. Like, people say that, but we just don't really care about it. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a description of the conflict here, right? Mm-hmm. We love how safe Rankin County is. Sure. We, we even, when I say we, I mean a lot of people even make excuses for the behavior of the goon squad. Um, we, we, we liked all the over-sentencing that Michael Guest was doing mm-hmm. um, on, on small drug offenses that send somebody that probably should have just gotten house arrest or probation to jail for four or five years where they get, they get raped, get AIDS, 
from being raped in jail. They they get their life completely uprooted, and they come out a criminal because they had to join a gang to survive. And then there's and then there's expectations of that gang for you to work within it when you get out or you get killed. Um, we 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 send a lot of people there, but hey, we're mm-hmm. tough on crime here. We keep the streets safe, and you can't argue that. And I agree with that to an, to 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 a great extent. But I just don't think that jail, if you're going to do that, you shouldn't be sending somebody into a death sentence. And that shouldn't just be the deterrent. Mm-hmm. Like, it is my deterrent because, hey, I actually think about those things. I'm like, well, I don't, I'm more scared of anything that happens in jail than I am of going to jail. That's, that's the, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, that's what yeah. I would be worried I mean, about. So that's my deterrent. But unfortunately, people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that prison long term is the best. Is the best use of that, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing you can probably take a lot of this back to the ACLU suing over work, prison work programs, road crews, this, that, and the other. I, I think there's a, I think nonviolent offenders should be allowed to. There's just got to be a better way, yeah. even if it's a, even if you got to go work for the county full time mm-hmm. at, at, at minimum wage for a year. Would you rather do that, or would you rather go to prison? Yeah, I mean exactly. Or you know, would you want or you or we could send in some to serving on the Jackson City Council. Yeah, and if you can deal with that, <laughs> two years. All right, let's take a let's take a break. It looks like I, I don't I didn't have any particular direction I wanted to go with that. It's just, but I want to try to talk through it sometimes. No. maybe the right people are listening. You know? No, I mean I understand. Agree with you. I think I think that's a. I think we've my like my scenario. Like there's people that need to be removed from society that they're just yeah. violently dangerous, and and prison is suited for them. But there's a lot of these nonviolent, which is the majority uh, that that it's just not. Yeah, like so, like, like I say, you, you almost run it run a trustee program on the outside. Yeah, and these people are accountable, or they're, they're held accountable. They have to come to work every day. They whether it's working up and down the house, it's doing whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're working. They're learning how to do. It. If it's paving roads, if it's cleaning up roads, if it's learn, you know being accountable and doing some type of job, and they make minimum wage. Hell, if we paid them, what it cost us to keep them in prison? Yeah. Per, per prisoner, or what is it, sixty something thousand dollars a year per prisoner, or something, something crazy? I don't know the exact number, but yeah. you know, even if you paid them less than that, you're saving money and you're getting some productivity out of it. And you, the people don't have to do it; they can take the option. Hey, no, I'll just go do. A, I'll go do a year versus say six months or t- or two years of this work release program. Mm-hmm. You know, you would need to make it an interesting case. Like you, you go do a year in jail, or you do this for two years. Right. You know, give them a you know. A plea deal type thing. No, I like the idea. I mean, I used to. We tried to with a couple of people. I was able to put them in the military, young kids, like yeah. we were, which is a hard kind of thing to negotiate. We, uh, being a few public defenders, were able to figure out a way to do it. And I always love that option the most because I, you know, I was like, okay, you got a 17, 18 year old kid, yeah. and he's just messing up now. Like, why are we putting him in prison? Like, he's yeah. did a house burglary, or you know, maybe he sold some drugs, or maybe whatever it is. Yes. But I'd rather send him to the Marines. You know, sure. I mean, and that's going to change his whole life, and it's, it's you know, tra- fix the trajectory. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkron. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, so, I, I got a text from Mayor Jake over in Pearl, Jake Wyndham. He says, um. On the Guns and Gear text line, we currently have a work program with MDOC on nonviolent offenders that work for the city of Pearl, and after they get out, we hire them in public works. Commissioner Kane started this program. Other cities in Rankin County do it as well. That's great. Um, we, I think we need more of that, obviously. I mean, I think there needs to be like a whole, like, like 
a whole department at MDOT that's nothing but uh, these work release type people and give them a chance to work, kind of work their uh, mm-hmm. work their fines off, be a member, be a productive member of society versus having the burden of having to pay to keep them in jail doing nothing on nonviolent stuff here. You know, guys, yeah. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about nonviolent, uh, petty drug offenses and nonviolent offenders, uh, tax evasion, um, blue white collar crime, grand larceny, grand larceny, yeah. maybe even auto, maybe, maybe even some, some grand, you know, auto burglary, stuff like that. People who, they're not victimless crimes, but nobody got hurt. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. So I would like to see more of that. Let's see here. Uh, Hev from the res is not a fan of our idea. He says, you're a dumbass. You actually have to qualify to be in the military. They don't take punk ass thugs. Well, you know, I don't know. They took me, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, well, I, we did it uh, quite a bit and, uh, it's can, a pretrial thing too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right? well, we do. We would actually have to remand them without uh, without prejudice, and in case they didn't join, then we could bring them back up. And if it, the texter could call Allison Kelly because she represented most of those guys, and we that was one thing we tried to do quite as many times as we could. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they, they took them. I mean, to me, that was like a rite of passage. I mean, that was a big thing back in the nineties, especially was <laughs> you know you can um you can go to jail or you know based on the, the crime you committed, it was kind of kind of a nonviolent thing. You can go to you can go to the military. Yeah, because a couple people text in and said, "Well, you know, felons can't can't join the military." But they're not felons at that they're not point. Fel- yeah, yeah, they committed a felony, but the agreement is that mm-hmm. it's a pretrial deal. They right. they drop the charges with say with without prejudice or with prejudice yeah, without prejudice. Yeah, and then yeah. we just, you know if they don't get into the military, then we can bring it back up. And that's the way we kind of structured it at that point. Yeah, so I mean, we do, yeah, we do it quite often. I, I mean, if if the if the defendant would agree, now a lot of times they didn't want to join the military. Yeah, that would be another problem. Hey, look, there's no magic way. To, there, there's there's no right answer. Or, there, or or maybe there's no wrong answer. The wrong answer is what kind of what we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not working. Yeah, it's kind of like the war on drugs we always talk about. Like it's not a war anymore. We lost. It's yeah. not working. It has not worked, and it's it's gotten worse. And um, so it is the same thing. I mean, it's just we're doing things that are not working. Yeah, you know, we're, we're especially in Hines County, we're not locking up misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, to me that's like a uh, that's a pre that's a pretrial prevent defense type thing there it's a pre-life of crimes like hey here's what can happen if you get in jail you, you know you got to go wait here to your court date whatever yeah you know you're going to learn that hey is this somewhere i want to be and you're going to a lot of people are going to straighten up the scared straight we're not scaring people straight in jackson at an early enough age when they start committing committing these misdemeanor crimes and that's a whole broken windows theory of prosecution yeah. that you know you got to start doing that at that time enforcing the small things and, and that kind of goes back to what we're talking about the young kids. Like, they're not – the little things they start out doing, nothing's happening. So it just kind of just evolves into this chaos at a really quicker rate than it once did. You know, that used to be like a young kid would do something, nothing would happen to them, and then they'd start the murder train around 18, 19. Well, the, that's that's happened now sooner, like 14. Well, you know, the, you know, the, I mean, the average murderer had been arrested 20 times, I think. I, I heard a stat the other day. It was like, like the average the average murderer – have been arrested an exuberant amount of times before they worked their way up to murder. So you, to your point, mm-hmm. you worked your way up to it. Now I don't know if that's the case. I mean, because you got 13, 14, 15-year-olds out here that, that ain't been arrested, and I may have my number way off here, but I was listening to Tim Pool the other night, and mm-hmm. they were talking about this. And maybe it's maybe it's two times, been arrested two times. I think but, in some murders, like, you know, like we're talking about like the drug deal murders, yeah, that's probably true. If it's like a manslaughter situation, no, those can be like a never- 
done anything in your whole life, so, you know, because there's like a heat of passion manslaughter situation. But I guess like in a, you know, maybe what I was calling earlier a gang banging murder. Yeah, I could see like a couple times you were arrested beforehand before you before you cross the Rubicon in the murder. But um, it just depends on what, you, what what kind of murder it is. I think. Yeah, a lot of the textures are really offended at the idea of sending people into the military as a as a as a plea deal for not going to jail. And I, I don't. Yeah. I need to. Y'all need to get off your high horses a little bit there. Um, a, I don't know that I necessarily hold our military in quite the once high regard that I used to based on the uh, the wokeness that's going on there. It would almost be a punishment. To, I, I may would take my chances in jail than the military now. You, <laughs> you, you got about just as good of a chance of getting anally raped in both of them. Look, I think the military would be serving Joe Biden. Despite all the woke stuff or whatever it is, I think the military you know, is, a, is a good thing for any young person. I, I really do. I guess maybe I'm biased because I was in the Marines. But, and I, you know, I think if you could give those kids a chance, and that was kind of what we were trying to do, and I, I don't regret that because all those kids are doing fine now. So, you know, what they did to all of our – and when I, and when I say this, I'm not talking about our service members. I'm mm-hmm. talking about yeah. the institutions. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm going to a buddy of mine's uh, military retirement party tonight. Shout out to Steve. Congratulations on, uh, on putting your time in. And uh, we'll – just share a beer or more with you tonight. That's All right, let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This has been the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron on a F around and find out Friday here in central Mississippi. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, I want to stay with the hot hand here. We don't have it three minutes. I, I just, I 100% believe that giving nonviolent offenders the ability to join them first time nonviolent offenders, the ability to join the military over going to prison. Uh, you, of course, you're going to have that rare exception where some people are just brain damaged and it, it ain't going to work. And, you know, well, they can go to jail then. But you, Sean made a great point. And Chad texted in and said back in 1958, his dad was given the option of the Navy or jail. 20 years later, he retired from the Navy. See how wonderful that is. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what you want. That's the result you want. <laughs> and you know, and you know, it takes the it takes the financial burden off the state, and puts it on the federal government. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you're going to have the occasional um, person that can't pass a physical. And sorry about your luck. I'd have been one of those people. I couldn't. Pay, I couldn't pass the physical. I tried joining. My, mm-hmm. I can't hear. Yeah, that, yeah, that would that would that precludes you from joining. Sure. Yeah, I mean, go do my years in jail or some kind of work release program or something like that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sean made a great point, too. He said, uh, I wonder why we ended up getting away from that. He said, well, it was probably some liberal things. And, no, 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 we can't be sending people to the military, you know. That's, that's what I would think that would have been. They were like, that's just too harsh a punishment for them. I mean, or I don't know why. I'll have to look that up, why we got away from it. I, I, I bet, you, private, I bet you it has more to do with private prisons and these judges getting these kickbacks from these private prisons. Like, no, we need more people in jail. Not the military, not mil- and um, now we've got a recruiting shortage where we can't recruit anybody right now. I think that, that we got a lot of uh, criminals in Jackson that we could just send to the military yeah. to help the recruiting. I mean, goal, we need know? some we need some straight killers on our team. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't like it in Jackson, but we send them over to the sandbox. We need some killers on our team. Okay. I'll put our I'll put our Jackson Democrats up against any <laughs> other <laughs> Taliban, Antifa, Hamas, any of them. We'll like, see y'all. <laughs> we'll see y'all Monday. <laughs>